and welcome to What's On at Cineworld, the podcast version, wherever you're getting your podcasts from. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Danny Dan Dan Dan, Daniel Dan Man, L Danny Dan, Daniel <laughs> Layton. Please, that's my father's name. <laughs> <laughs> you were just telling me, sorry, I don't know if you wanted this on air. I don't mind. That you're uh, in your acting career. Uh-huh. You had a movie, you acted in the movie. I did. Where the the sound yep. was just a lav mic hanging from a, a fishing No, rod? no, it was just, just a man holding a lav mic. Just holding a mic that should be clipped to a person's uh, attire mm-hmm. in order to capture the audio. And they decided to just sort of hold it near us. Out of frame, thankful to report. But very much just a man holding a tiny microphone and I in my infinite skill talent and charisma was able to find a way acting through that and deliver a two-star performance oh nice yeah well that's uh so people who don't know what a lav mic is yeah because it sounds like a toilet microphone <laughs> it does sound like What's a it toilet microphone. like lavalier lavalier what does that mean not a clue but Pippi? it sounds nice doesn't it uh our producer is making a you can speak because it Oh. Why isn't it not called a lapel mic then? I've heard it called that as well. In the musical musical Chicago, they talk about lavaliers Mm -hmm. and it sounds like expensive clothing in the context of the song Mm. in Chicago. So maybe it's a a type of clothing that was worn. Well, uh, they're those little mics that like the host of the one, it's the ones we use on this show. Just like, yeah. yeah, you just clip a mic to someone. Or on the telly when they just they just mm-hmm. clip. If you look at um, some shows, they have about three on them. And they're all coloured based on their clothes. So, like, if you're wearing so they, a white they're dress. They're invisible. Yes, but oh, they're not nice. really. If you look closely, you can see them. I remember, because, you know, I'm a blokey bloke who loves the football. Famously. That they went through a step. Don't shake your head, <laughs> Rich. <laughs> they went through a phase. I think it was an ITV or BBC. Where they'd have yes. the flesh-coloured mics yeah. on the face. The Janet Jackson microphone. And it just looked like a giant wart. Yeah, it's, it's not really the vibe. And I don't see... I would rather they just be massive. Mm-hmm. I, they also had a phase where they just had the giant, like, huge... Where it looked like you're being attacked by some form of blimp. Um, <laughs> I like those, personally, very much. Well, you know, what's your favourite kind of on-screen <laughs> microphone? Is it the football commentary microphone where they hold it to their nose? That's classic. Yeah. John Motson. Yeah, it seems very, it, that seems excessive in camp, but I like it. It sounds like, as someone who ha- once had a, a tripod break in a three-hour live stream, and I had to hold a microphone the whole time, that's exhausting. Yeah, it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah, that's like, they're heavy. Yeah, they are. Over they are. time. And like, I guess you can have a moment where you go, <sighs> no, I'm doing a visual gag for an audio <laughs> medium, which is not the one, but... Then you're pretty much talking the whole time, especially if you're John Martin. Yeah. Well, we've got an exciting show for you all today. Let's get into it. I do love that you're still talking to the camera that is now not there. (laughs) The camera has left. (laughs) That's the spot where the the viewer, the consumer is. And I agree. Me and you are having a chat. (laughs) Rich is there doing some stuff. And then there's our fans. Our friends, our, our compatriots in the third wall. They don't know that. The fourth wall. They don't know that. You... It's an audio medium. (laughs) Here's the show. 
we're talking the huge Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 casting. We'll be reacting to the ah trailer, scream trailer, teasing our thoughts on Dune and more. But first, the biggest news of the week. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 mm. has cast its, I guess, antagonist, its villain? This is what I thought, because very much set up as a villain at the end of Guardians 2, but because, like, I would say 50% of the audience, when Elizabeth Debicki, as the Academy Award, leant forward and said, Adam, half the audience went, oh my god! And the other half went, I know! I don't know. So I went home and Googled. Mm. And quite a popular character. So is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. I don't know. And they have a way with mixing that up in Marvel, don't they? Well, I think it's going to be very different from the comics. We're talking about Adam Strange. That's at the end of Guardians Volume mm. 2. That, no, Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock. I was like, yeah. I saw you, like, yeah. your brain was Doesn't thinking, shall I right? correct it? Yeah. <laughs> like, you're in charge, so I don't, I'm only the substitute teacher. Daniel so Dan Warlock Strange. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Warlock Adam Strange, Strange is the DC guy. Is he? Yeah, because DC and, you know, you've got Thanos and you've got Darkseid. They've That's, just got the same characters. Which one is Black Batman, Adam? Batman, Spider-Man, Black Adder. It's Black Adam, not Black Adder. Could Black Adder Black confirmed Black Adam's DC. For, yeah, so mm. there's Black Adam, Adam Strange, Dick, 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 York, Dick Sergeant, Sergeant York, mm. Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock is a character that a lot of people, like you said, will go, oh my God. Yeah. You know, even the people, the 50% who went, yes, Adam yeah. Warlock, Strange. They're probably <laughs> thinking that, yeah, I, I think I know who that but you is. Just, it's, it's nice to put on a front and pretend, isn't mm. it? To like, just, do you want to be involved? That's what I did when Thanos came out. Very much the like, same. I know who that is. I genuinely, true story, I left the Avengers and someone went, who was that at the end? And the other one went, I think it was Red Skull. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And then just carried on. You know, so. the, the Red Skull variant. Yeah. Purple Skull. Oh. Yeah. So the, what is good though about Adam Warlock is that James Gunn, the director of all the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, is a huge fan of the character. Yeah. And now they've cast him, interestingly, mm -hmm. because like, I would never have thought this person yeah. to play it, but now that they've announced it, I'm very excited. I did an audible gasp when I saw the little news. I was like, oh. Will Poulter. Will Poulter. Of Son of Rambo fame. Of Bandersnatch. Of School of Comedy. I see we both read his IMDb page. <laughs> yeah. No, I knew School of Comedy. I used to watch it on the television. So when I think of him, I always think of Son of Rambo first yeah. because he's very good in that. I was like his first film role. Mm. So young, but so good yeah. immediately. Yeah. And he's a bully. Mm -hmm. And then I think of him in The Maze Runner, which right. I think is so underrated yeah. as a film. Yeah. And he is just like... He just got ripped out of nowhere. Mm. And he was that, gone from this skinny kid <laughs> to this huge kind of other bully character. And you were paying awesome attention though. to this. Yes. Yeah. And then he's in We're the Millers. Yeah. By the way, really quite a funny film. It's okay. And his performance is really good. The best thing in it. Yeah. His little uh, left eye rap from Waterfalls from TLC. Really good. Range. That's range. Exactly. Ollie. Well, that's what I'm excited about yeah. because... Usually when an actor is cast in a role, you're like, okay, he's going to do the Seth Rogen thing. Yes. Or he's going to do the what, whatever that... You're bringing what yeah. we know of you. But the thing is with the casting of Will Poulter, it's like, you could bring anything you like. So even now that we know who is going to be playing Adam Warlock, we don't really know what they're going to do with Adam Warlock. And the thing about James Gunn 
is because he cares so much because he's so passionate he was able to take guardians which shouldn't have worked <laughs> like you read the news i remember dave batista being cast in marvel movie and i go <gasps> and then it's like he's playing some form of space person on space adventures and i go oh, that's not gonna work and then it works so do it i guess james go ahead you can have will poulter as adam warlock i trust you i trust you you can do it so this was originally reported by deadline and then <laughs> james gunn's been like yeah, okay, we were going to announce it, but yeah, that's confirmed. And then Will Poulter himself replied to James Gunn's tweet, saying, Thank you, James. It's a genuine honour to play this role and to work with you. I'm very excited to get to work. We couldn't, like, say, sure, James, could he? Well, he could have had some banter, a gif, yeah. some emojis. He, this well, was he's like... a meme, isn't he? Is he? He's got a little meme of his, his sort of face. What's the... <laughs> There's a confu there's, there's a Will Poulter meme face. Find yeah. it in the edit, and then let's react to where it's been put in the okay, edit. Okay, okay. Oh wow! See, I told you. You were absolutely right. Yeah. So I just think it sounds like he is uh, on work experience. It does a little week. bit, doesn't it? It's like a little reply of like, just want to please the boss. I'm sure he's got his big backpack on and his tie all the way up, mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, I'm just so excited to be here. Thanks for. Do you want a tea? Do you want a tea? I'll get you a tea. And James is like, get a makeup. The thing about Adam's character mm -hmm. is that he is a new being. Like he's yes. This, so he's completely fresh. Isn't he the perfect man? Isn't that the point? I, I'm not. There's been quite a few different versions of uh -huh. Adam Strange, let alone Warlock. Yeah. And you know, what, in one version he was made by, uh, not Steve Richards, Reed Richards <laughs> of the Fantastic Four. Not the wrestler. No. Not Stevie Steve, Richards. He was made by Stevie Richards. In the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there was this, you know, that later on, he he was, he be the soul stone of the Infinity Stones. Yes. He was in the he Infinity was, Watch, wasn't he? Yeah, like, he was given the soul. Like, I guess, vision was created of mm. the Mind Stone. So kind of these stones becoming sentient mm -hmm. uh, because I guess they're still about, but they were pretty crushed. So maybe it's not a but, factor. But as we know, if we have seen Loki, there's a bunch of them knocking around in a drawer somewhere. Mm -hmm. So... But wasn't it was I think there was originally a rumor that he was going to be in Infinity War, and then James Gunn was pretty much like, no, no, don't worry. But he's going to be important when we do introduce him. So well, Infinity War, I guess, impacts this as well because I always saw the Guardians trilogy as its own thing, mm. separate to all the major events. Like it would yeah. wrap itself up, and actually, Infinity War has changed this somewhat Very because much. now Gamora's dead and Gamora's yeah. back as yeah. a new person. Guardians Volume Three, I guess, is going to find. You know, the search for Gamora, yep. a.k.a. the search for Spock. And freaking Thor's on the Thor ship! Thor's there, yeah. Just in that, is Love and Thunder coming out first? I think it probably yeah, is because is. they've made that one. So mm. it'd be weird to hold it for a while. But Thor is, to our knowledge, hanging out on their ship with his lovely big dreadlocks. Mm -hmm. So lots of great actors yeah. and characters yeah. who can just go at it. Screen 5. Yep. Have you seen the trailer? I haven't. Do you want to watch it? I would very much like to. So, it's not just phone calls now. Thrilled that there's a landline at all. <laughs> uh -oh. It's not Amber. 
It's Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Tara says no, puts the phone down, end of film. Oh! Immediate with the slashing. Drew Bamber at least had some popcorn. That's a pretty nifty version of Nest. <laughs> No! <laughs> it's this like is just teasing. the first slash, like the first horror villain yeah. in my head. You know, I, I saw yeah. Scream before I saw like. It's the Freddy. epitome, isn't it? It's like. Deathmatch wrestler David Arquette there. Indeed. Sounds grizzled though, doesn't it? It does sound like. Because the original Scream was, hello, a little parody, wasn't it? Mm. So, this one feels legit. That's a good point. Yeah, tonally, it's not, it's not going to, doesn't look as meta from the trailer. Because if you were going to continue that, you would do a, oh, Courtney. a, a commentary on reboots themselves. Yeah. Courtney Cox, of course, not with the fringe. There are certain rules to surviving. Killers love anniversaries. Well, it's quite camp, isn't it? The dramatics of it yeah. all. I won't sleep until he's in the ground. Again. For someone who's not sleeping, she looks great. <laughs> Ooh, was that a leg break? It was. In a trailer. Indeed. Can we show that? I don't know. <laughs> I do feel, I do feel they have missed a trick not calling it five cream. Oh, because you can, you could have had that in for the word S. Yes. Wait a second, S, five, that's the same It's the same shape. thing. That's how you get away with it in, in registration plates. Mm -hmm. Thoughts on that? It's coming out soon. Yes. Like usually, I feel like pre-pandemic, I yeah. would watch a trailer and then I would have to wait at Comic-Con. Right. And then I would have to wait two years to see yeah. that movie. Yeah. And that, I would get worried that I wouldn't be around to see the movie. Oh. <laughs> that would fill me with dread. But now, I'm getting okay? the... No, just like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> you don't. You don't know. That's But true. now, that's trailers true. are coming out three months before. Yeah. This is much better. Like, the Matrix yeah. trailer. I was like, oh, it's out in two months. Which is thrilling to just be like, okay, well, I can make some plans for that. That doesn't feel like tempting anything. Mm. You know? Yeah, I'm very excited for this. I feel um, the original, it's so weird to watch the original now because the original happened as like a parody of all of these tropes, of all of these like, you know, common horror things, the the silly girl running, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. And then Scary Movie came out, which was a parody of the parody, which, like a parody for Scream is not, pastiche is probably better. And then... So now it's just so baked within the conscience that, yeah, you see Ghostface and that's just your archetypal, more than Freddy, more than Jason, it's Ghostface, right? So now they've got to do both, like, getting us on board with the, mm. with the movie, with what's going on, while breaking through. Oh, there's Courtney Cox. Oh, there's Ghostface. Oh, there's this. Oh, they're doing this. And it feels like they've like, decided to embrace that. Do you know what I mean? feels like they've gone through the other side yeah. and this is sincere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I but now you've mentioned it. Mm -hmm. I've seen Scary Movie yeah. more than I have 
any other movie, I think. Well, this I is watched it. it so much as a kid. Yeah. A and, like, there are yeah. so many moments in Scary Movie that are just like lodged in your brain. Mm -hmm. that if you start thinking about like the original movies, like the Scream movies, any horror movies, those come up as much as, you know, all of the others. I am pleased to see they haven't gone like too sore with it. They mm. haven't gone like gross out. They haven't gone. Well, there was that leg snap. There was a leg snap. But it wasn't true. it wasn't torture porny, you're right. No, it was it was like ugh. Ugh. So out this week in Cineworld Cinemas is the huge release of Venom Let There Be Carnage. Mm -hmm. Lots of smashing, lots of What's that? You know. Symbiosing? Yeah, that one. Yeah. They're all going in and becoming an <laughs> You can see that in IMAX 4DX mm -hmm. if you want the, you know, yeah. that just in your face. It's going to like, well, you know. We'll have to check. We'll have to check. But I'm pretty sure the 4DX screens yeah. has actual symbiotes now I, built well, into the sprayers. The technology has advanced so far. Screen X and Super Screen. We've also got Halloween Kills. Mm. The second of the new Halloween trilogy. Indeed. I really like the first one of this new. Yeah, movie. yeah, again, it's like, it's, it's embracing and giving new. It's, mm. it's, it's past and new and all of the, yeah. Sets out this week. It's October. It's spooky month. Spooky is a bit like light for Halloween. Halloween yeah. is more like terrifying. And the last jewel, mm -hmm. which stars Ben Everyone. Affleck. Ben Affleck and his lovely hair. Matt Damon. And his lovely hair. They've co-written the <laughs> they movie. They have, with Nicole Hoffa Goodwill Hunting style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, I think this is their first one back yeah. together. I'm really excited for this film. Jodie Comer. Yeah, with lovely braids, lovely hair. And Adam Driver. Flowing locks, lovely hair. And it's not just the long hair not on up. the top. We've got some hideous facial hair action yeah. on Damon and Affleck. Yeah. Like a little just square on Affleck, I think it is. Do you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's quite wild. This movie is directed by Ridley Scott, written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck and Nicole Hoffer-Senna. Hall of Senna? Hall of Senna. It's written by Nicole. Who wrote Can You Ever Forgive Me? Mm-hmm. Um, and it is medieval knights, intrigue, lies, betrayal, and braids and lovely hair. I'm here for it. Put up the picture of Jennifer Lopez on the red carpet at Venice. Jennifer Lopez? Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck went red carpet official at the Venice premiere of Last Jewel. What, she's in this film? No, but she's going out with Ben Affleck. Again? Uh, do you not know this? This is the biggest news of the year. Ben Affleck 2.0. I don't know what's happening. Scream's coming out again? Yeah. Everything old is new again. And I believe that the reunion of Ben Affleck is what's going to put us back on the good timeline. Mmm. Then what? So we we diverted they, from that in the yeah, early noughties. They they split, and so did time. What was that movie? Julie. What was that? <laughs> that that was so that bad. Was it. That, that it's it. created a rift, <laughs> MCU style. But now we've got to go back. Yeah, we had to go back and pretend Julie never happened. Benefit 2.0, and we're going to be back and good again. You know, Ron's gone wrong. Has he? What did he yes. do? Yeah. This guy. You know. This guy. You know. This looks really good. And it was made mm. in London. Yeah. All of the animation stuff. A weirdly hangover reunion <laughs> yeah. in this kid's film. <laughs> yeah. Of Ed Helms and Zach, uh, Zach Galifianakis. Mm. Yeah. And Ed Helms. We love Ed Helms. Yeah. Don't we? we always know 
at Helms' face, at Helms' voice in this case. It's going to be a good time. Speaking of runs gone wrong, we've got interviews with two of the film's cast, Ed Helms and Zach Galifianakis. How did you guys get involved in this project? I think, uh, I think, I think it's just you get a script and then you kind of read it. And then you, for me, it was about the, uh, the questioning, at least getting a conversation started about all this technology and social media. Uh, I hadn't seen a lot of, especially kids movies, you know, kind of wanting to get that conversation started, especially as a warning. I, I, that within itself was enough for me. I was, uh, I got a call. They said, uh, Ed, you, they, they want you, they'll give you 10 million. You can do this. And I said, wow, how much is Zach getting? They said, he, he's paying, Zach's paying them to let him be in it. And I said, this sounds great. Um, pay to play. That's how my career has always worked. (laughs) Um, it was a, like Zach said, it's a wonderful script. And, uh, and it just came up through my agent. And at that point, I knew Zach was involved. And I lo- love working with Zach. Of course, as an animated movie, we didn't do any of it together. <laughs> this is the first thing. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was about movie. to ask. Also out now in cinemas that you can go and see in Cineworld is The Adams Family 2. Mm-hmm. More of, of all of them. Yeah, unfortunately not called Family Values. No, no, is, very different, yeah, very different. But, but the animated Wednesday's version. Wednesday's there, Gomez, Morticia, they're all, all out. We've got one of the best films of the year, in my opinion, Shang-Chi mm-hmm. and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm-hmm. With lots of lovely, smashy Marvel action. We also have from producer Jordan Peele, Candyman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't say it any more times. What, Candyman? No. You want me to say Candyman? Stop it. Okay. And Bond is back, No Time to Die. I saw this on Tuesday. What did you think? I, I, you know, can't. It's a, it's a lot. It is, isn't it? A, lo- a, lot's, a lot happens. A lot happens. It's, it's, it, there is a lot of happening in No Time to Die. I, it just finished for me. Yeah. I started it on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> it is on. But it is like, I'm amazed how quickly it went by. Mm. I thought, so Phoebe Waller-Bridge yep. did the punch-ups on the script. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this is a Phoebe Waller-Bridge scene. Yeah. This is, and they're so funny. Yes. The whole sequence in Cuba, the action sequences. Just one word of advice because I went to see it with Pete, and uh-huh. Pete hadn't seen Spectre. Ooh. And he had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Usually, <laughs> Bond is very standalone. This it's is episodic, very much yeah. more of what we saw from the characters in Spectre, um, with a lot of polish. Do you know what for me it was? I was just really happy mm. to be there. I was happy to be watching Bond and the glitz and glamour and Ana de Armas and a lovely evening gown, kicking some proverbial, it was, yeah, big fan. But one of the biggest films of the year is on its way. Mm. The 21st of October, mm-hmm. it comes out. You can get your tickets for it now. Mm-hmm. It's Dune. Mm-hmm. And you've, mm-hmm. annoyingly, mm-hmm. already seen it. Mm-hmm. And? And? Mm-hmm. What? It's good. Yeah? It's good. It's good, good stuff. It's very, very... It gave me early Lord of the Rings vibes. This is my line that I've been telling everybody. By which I mean it is not afraid of really going in with the mythology, with the the pace, mm-hmm. with all of the, the different world building elements of it. 
and it is just a absolute beautiful, beautiful film. It looks gorgeous. There are so many moments. It's Denis Villeneuve. You know you're in for a good space romp with Denis Villeneuve. But this is very much living up to the billing. Villeneuve. The biggest movie of all time. Yeah. Villeneuve. Like Jacques Villeneuve. I just call him Dennis the director. Dennis. <laughs> Big Dennis. Yeah. Big D. I, I'm so glad to hear this because yeah. I've said it before. I like my sci-fi films. Not not this action stuff. <laughs> I like... None of, none of pre- the like, narrative. No, no. I like the pre-90s. Yeah sci-fi stuff where you could walk away Mm -hmm. for a while come back not much has happened because they are moving at such a glacial navel gazing pace and that is very much the vibe and and but not in a bad way this is the thing it's It's not it's philosophical exactly i think sometimes you hear slow and you're like oh well that's gonna be a bit dull but it's not it's slow it's brooding it's thoughtful it's the kind of slow that makes you do this So do some facial exercises beforehand. Maybe book in a little massage. Well, it sounds like the sort of film to me that you need to see in the cinema. You need to find the biggest screen that you possibly can. Or Cineworld are putting on an extra little bit for you if you do go and see it in the cinema. If you go and see it in real D, 3D or 4DX between the 21st and the 28th of October, so that sort of first week of release, while stocks last, first come, first served, you'll get yourself a free poster. And the posters are also gorgeous. All of it's gorgeous. Timothy's gorgeous. Zendaya's gorgeous. The Arrakis is gorgeous. It's all gorgeous. Go and see the film. What about the giant worms? The giant worms. And the big fat guy. Let me tell you. Also, also, Mm. if you go and book your tickets at Cineworld using the link in the video description below, you'll be entered into a competition to win tickets to go to... Asciano. In Tuscany. Asciano. Where a lot of the film was made. But we want you to see Dune so <laughs> much! Before anybody else! There is also an unlimited card screening of the film on the 18th mm-hmm. of October, so several days before everyone else gets to go and watch it. Go to cineworld.com, get yourself an unlimited card, because that means for just a small fee each mm-hmm. month, you have unlimited screenings and discount food and drink. If you book tickets to see No Time to Die, you'll get a chance to win one of 100 limited edition posters. What you have to do is enter by clicking the link in the video description below. And because there's just loads of films coming out this year still to come, Eternals is also open for pre-booking. The next MCU movie, which I read earlier, is already outpacing ticket sales Mm -hmm. for both Shang-Chi and Black Widow. Because this is going to be huge. Mm. It's like not just in scale. It's just going to be, it's just going to be massive. The whole film is massive. On the 26th of October, there is a re-release of classic Bette Midler, Hocus Pocus. Even more classic, in my opinion, (laughs) is the 4K restoration of the 1998 film Blade. The Marvel Cinematic Universe before it was all cool. That's <laughs> but coming it still out. Was cool. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah very cool. Uh, that's coming out on the 30th of October for those spooky screenings. From the 29th of October to the 31st of October, you can have the 20th anniversary screening of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. 20 years. That's a lot, isn't oh, it? Jesus. But if event cinema is more your thing, We've still got tickets for Cliff Richard The Great 80 Tour Live, which is playing on the 27th of October. And, very thrillingly, The Rocky Horror Show Live on the 28th of October. (laughs) 
So we were just talking. This sounds so like plugged and rehearsed, yeah. but it's not. Okay. We share a same Cineworld branch that we have frequented many a time. I don't know, you were also a, a particular fan of... West India Key. West India Key. So many screens. Yeah. That's what I like about it, because I did film at uni, oh. and the uni I did my master's at was, oh my God, what, Queen Mary's? Okay. That, yeah. That's, that's so a, it's that's up the road. Yeah. It's, uh, so I lived in Stepney Green. Okay. Because I'm proper art. Stepney Green. And I can walk to oh. West India Key in 40 minutes. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Do you know, my, one of my first like, Cineworld experiences was uh, when the last Harry Potter movie was coming out. Mm. They showed all of them each day at Cineworld. Oh, like from the start? Yeah. So yeah, the, yeah. Harry, it was Flosser Stone one day, then the next day it was Chamber of Secrets. Every day it was at 1pm. I didn't live near a Cineworld mm. at the time. So I took two trains and a 40-minute walk into a retail park Whoa. every single day. Specifically to see these movies, oh my and God. that began the long history of me walking about forty minutes to go to see a film. Because if you then have a nice walk after you've seen the film, you can think lots about them. You digest it. Yeah. I, when I saw No Time to Die on Tuesday, I could have gone the fast route home. Yeah, two trains. Yeah, you know, back home in thirty-five minutes, mm-hmm. or the hour single bus. Yeah, that's and the bus is a great place to digest a movie. Yeah, because it's just happening all around you. And you're just in motion, mm-hmm. and you can think about what's happened to you. Oh. I also have different screens for different films, because I was saying the West India Key, for me, is where I go and see my nice middle-of-the-road casual drama film, or a nice little Sunday comedy. Mm. Mm. Well, that's what, because there's so many, like I was saying, there's so many screens at West India Key. Yeah. Like, like 12? Yeah, there's a or lot. 14 or something? They show all the movies that are mm-hmm. out. Like, it's very rare. Like, even the Bollywood releases, you yeah. always find, like, two there. So if you really want to go and see a movie, but it's not got a wide release, mm-hmm. West India Key. Yeah. Get a subway before you go in. Yeah. Well, there's a little pub around the corner. The there it is. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What's your favourite screen? In what? Well, in anywhere. West India Key. Because my favourite screen is, is Leicester Square, Cineworld, mm. screen three. It's a tiny little thing. And the most recent thing I saw in there was a net. With Adam yeah. Driver singing a lovely song. Was it good? I loved it. And I, I loved it. I st- well, I started mm. thinking it was awful. I was like, this is dreadful. Oh, really? I thought I would leave. I was like, I might just get up and go. And, and I did not get up and go. Yes, there was one scene where I went, oh, okay, I think maybe I get what you're going for. And then I was enamoured. And then the more I thought about it as I went home on the bus, the more I realised, mm. I think I loved that. Saw it again and was like, yeah, this was... Incredible. This is one of my favourite things I've ever seen. Because it's a musical yep. rhythm by Sparks. sparks. Mm-hmm. Are they in the movie at all? They are. Now, I also did a degree in film and mm. I've spent a lot of time thinking about musical film because I, I love a little musical. And the thing about musicals on film is that often they can be a bit dissonant because what makes a musical work on stage is sort of antithetical to what makes a film work. In Annette they do that kind of overture thing where the band all set up mm. and they like welcome you to the concept of we're going to be singing at you over the course of this thing via Sparks recording a song called May We Start. Oh, yeah. That's matter. It's great. It's great. And all the cast join them and they go on a big walk and then it's like, right, here we are. And now the movie begins. What? Yeah, it's really good. What? So they're there. 
Like it's just Adam Driver and is it Marion Baron Cotillard. Cotillard and there's a Simon Elberg I think is the is the third. Actor. But they're they're like I'm here as Adam Driver. Yep, they, welcome yep. to this. Yeah, and they're all singing road. this lovely song and it goes. So may we start? May we? May we start? May we start? And then they're all walking through LA and then they arrive at the place. Marion Cotillard gets in her car. Adam Driver gets on his character's motorcycle. They drive off, and the movie begins. Oh my God, that's weird. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, great. It's not just the songs written by Sparks. Mm-hmm. The the whole film's been written by Sparks, yeah. if I'm correct. So it's going to be bonkers. It's already bonkers, but then they get Leos Carax attached <laughs> to directing it, and it goes... We just need a bit more crazy just, on this movie. I just, don't, I just think it wasn't out there enough. Mm. <laughs> so let's make it more out there. And yeah, I just loved it. I really, And I loved that... I'm saying this, and I'm very aware I'm on the Cineworld podcast when I'm saying this, but I love that it was being shown at Cineworld. Yes. Because that sounds like the kind of film that I would have to go and hunt to find, Mm -hmm. but it was at my local Cineworld. And I think that more people should get to see this kind of bonkers, bizarre movie. There's there's several films that are available now. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not going to watch that at home. Yeah. Because we were talking about it with Dune. Like, I will will pause. I won't pay attention. I'll look at my phone. And it's like, I've always said cinema to me is as someone who's not religious yeah. cinema's my church yes that's where I yes. go I get to be silent yeah. and do a bit of bit of diving it's meditative it in a way a yes but it's, it's meditative with people there yeah and that's quite unique. so I was seeing a film uh, not long ago just a, a, a random Tuesday night I was like sod it I'll go and see Supernova mm. um, and I'm sat in the cinema before it started the trailers are happening feel more at cinema <laughs> and I was like this might be someone's favourite movie. Yeah, yeah. And I might be here when, when they discover that. That's lovely. And that's something that I missed for the whole pandemic period oh. of like, it's, it's fun to watch a movie at home, it's great, but you miss the kind of ritual, church-like element of, I'm going to go to the pictures, I'm going to collect my tickets, I'm going to buy some popcorn, I'm going to get a massive Coke that's bigger than my head, I'm going <laughs> to sit down, have the movie, feel all the feelings in the moment and then leave the place where the feelings happened and s- just process them and think about it and allow the film to impact me in the way that it has. Hmm. And then whether that's good or bad and move on and have a great time. And you just can't have that at home. This is a good question that we can give to the podcast uh-huh. listeners and then can go to the YouTube video yeah. to leave the comments. What's your, what's your cinema ritual? Yes. I don't I think, think we've had this before. A lot of us have a ritual in common, mm. but everyone has something else. What, where even is your preferred seat? Because mine is middle, but on the aisle, because I often need the loo. Mine's slap bang in the middle. Is it? Because I have, unless I've been drinking, great bladder control. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Mine's the size of a thimble. I got to no time to die slightly. Already? Already, but I was late because I got on the wrong train. No. And Pete was furious with me. (laughs) And I thought, I've got no time to dot, 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 go and relieve myself. Yeah. (laughs) I sat down. Two hours, 45 minutes later. That's wild. Ate nothing. Oh, my God. Didn't miss a single bit. No. I was enjoying myself so much. That's astonishing. I... Um, was incredibly proud of having perfected something that I refer to as the end game we, which is knowing the movie <laughs> is going to be three hours long. You go for one when you arrive. You go for one at the start of the adverts. You go oh, for wow. one at the end How of the trailer. Is there enough in there? It's not that there's enough in there, 
You've just got to... It's preemptive. It's psychological. Yeah. It's like, have you ever done like a long run, like a, like yeah. a 10K? And well, you no. Just, you just want to... <laughs> You just need to go loads before yeah. the race starts. That's it. It's, it's, it's like when you have a long car journey and you have mm. a last week, but it's the end game week because it sounds grander. <laughs> and then, did I make it through three hours of end game? Absolutely. Oh, well done. Did I make it through 90 minutes of a rom-com once? No. The, this, is a, this is what Jack, is it Jack Warner of Warner Bros? Yeah. This used, this used to be how he judged movies. Mark Kermode talks about this. And he once called Bunny and Clyde a 3P picture. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> if he has that. to go to the toilet, yeah. that's the yeah. That's the, a great the fewer metric. times, the more he's engaged with the film. Perfect, perfect. Well, thank you very much for listening to this podcast version today. Uh, I'm gesturing towards the spot where the camera will be. <laughs> Which there is no camera, there is no tripod. Instead, there is just our producer. It's just producer Rich. So, yeah. do you want to? Yeah, should we just say bye to Rich, like he's everybody else? Uh, have you sub- have you subscribed on your audio platform of choice? Of course I have. Yeah. That's good. Well, if if you haven't, though, you should. <laughs> oh, I haven't. Is that what you want me to say? And if you <laughs> no, don't say that. That's a bad look. <laughs> and also go over to the YouTube version of this episode, and you can leave a little comment yeah. on what your cinema ritual is. Tell me, my outfit looks nice mm. with all the hair, or all, all the hair, <laughs> layers of hair. Where does the shirt end? And where do I begin? This is the real question. It's like Dante's Inferno. How many, how many levels of hair do I have? I've been Ollie Davis. I've been Dan Layton. Just Dan Layton. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with that for a bit. Okay. See what happens. See you next week.